0: Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or any other MP3 player that you might have.
1: Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast i got a bad
2: feeling
3: about this. Mos Eisley Space book. What are you talking about? we will never find
2: a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually,
1: we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks.
4: That's good news. I like
1: the sound of that. Happy! holidays. It's the Christmas show from the Wretched Hive podcast. Have Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Feliz Navidad. Happy Hanukkah. We are so glad to be selling your to be <laughs> celebrating your holiday and with selling. us here. Did you say on selling your Hive. holiday? Yeah, we're selling holidays here. This is see this is what's gonna happen all night because I can hear myself. Uh-huh. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Uh, You have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, November 21st, 2018, episode number 77 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin. The entire cast of the show is with us tonight, and we'll start off, as always, with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Hello,
5: Steve Baldwin. What is happening, sir? Happy holidays, everybody, and I'm joining us tonight with a heavy heart, guys. A heavy heart, I join you guys tonight. The reason being, What's wrong? the family over here at the Lent Compound in southern Orange County, mm-hmm. California. We had to put down two of the family pets this week, and we're very, very upset about it. Oh, uh, so I pour one out for my homies Torgo and Topper, pugs that I've had for, Jesus Christ, about 14 years now. We put them both down this week. It was It was time for them. And uh, we're very sad, but we're moving on, and
1: we're celebrating their lives tonight and forever, always. Oh, uh, Greg, I am truly so sorry to hear that, my brother. I'm sorry about Thank that, you, man. man. Thank you. We were yeah. we were very broken up about it,
5: but they are they've crossed the rainbow bridge, and they're in a better place right now. There you go. I got a glass
3: raised for uh, Torgo and Topper tonight. Here we go. Cheers, cheers, Torgo and Topper. Thank you.
1: Oh, I'm so sad about. No, that. it's a celebration. Oh, it's, it's a, a celebration. celebration. It's, life, it's life day. Oh yeah. Exactly. Celebrating life day. All right, then. Uh, also on the show tonight, he is a she- life oh, Star Wars fan. Steve <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you, Steve. Uh, we're having a little bit of audio difficulty here tonight, but you know what I'm going to go with? Yeah. I'm just going to drink straight out of the damn bottle tonight. It's Jameson. It's almost Christmas. Mm. It's time to have some fun. So, uh, episode 77... Let's get this shit rolling. Episode Uh, 77.
1: Is it
5: really 77?
1: Yeah. Like 1977. But I have some other news about the numerical uh, significance of this show. But let's get through the intros first. He is the captain of the. Nico Rodriguez!
4: He's muted. He's the so muted. Nico Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, man. So did you that? oh, my God. Wait. Well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I did, not, not, do I did oh, not do that.
1: I did not do that. Nico, how
4: are you, my
0: friend? I'm doing well. Um, I'm doing especially well because, uh, oh. as you might have heard, Scott's having some technical issues <laughs> with his op- Tonight. That's so just gonna uh, mean that he's not gonna be jumping right in very much. This I evening. think
1: Scott is saying you're number 11 right now. You're number 11. Wow.
6: And finally! Hey there, Mr. Muslims! Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> uh,
1: we have.
6: Uh. Put down that book, The Koran, and hear some holiday wishes.
0: Dave!
6: So get off your heathen Muslim ass
1: and fucking celebrate! <laughs> Under no circumstances!
6: Hey there, Mr. Hinduist! Merry fucking Christmas!
1: Should you ever
6: drink eggnog and eat some beef and pass it to the man? <laughs> I mean. So get off your heathen Hindu ass and fucking celebrate! Ever! Mr. Shinto Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> Call him. Uh, God is gonna kick your ass you infidelic pagan scum. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Oh <my>
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. So let's all rejoice for Jesus
6: and Merry fucking Christmas to you! Potter.
5: Big ending here. Hang on. Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now it's
6: Christmas bonus and all you atheists, too. Merry fucking Christmas to you.
3: <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh. So there, there's oh a God. segment
4: of our audience that totally gets that and is laughing hysterically. <laughs> there's a segment of the audience that doesn't get it and is laughing hysterically. <laughs> And probably the majority oh. of the audience is just horrifyingly offended right now that it's I, I love it. It, it. yeah, I want
5: right. to make sure everybody understands that we wish
4: everybody a
1: Merry Christmas.
4: Every, uh, yes, we're not, yeah. yes. this is this is aimed at everybody. so it's not discriminatory. <laughs> it's aimed at everybody. We
1: do not discriminate at telling people. They're fucking oh my
4: crazy. God. Well, Merry fucking oh. Christmas to all of you guys. Good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> good morning to you wherever, whenever, and however you are listening to us. My oh. thanks as always to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, and uh, yeah. Greg Lent is always working on the soundboard over there. You're very
1: welcome,
4: you, Greg. We're not paying you enough. I mean, seriously, we are really, really not paying you enough. Killing it, last couple. Killing years. it, but yeah. so this I will is take so, donations. So this is episode seventy-seven, which is significant right because the original star wars movie came out in 1977 so we're really like full circle at this point
1: oh yeah it's significant and let me add dave if you add in all the mini episodes
4: oh my god this is like marvel comics numbering systems now this is episode (laughs) (laughs) number 100 if you
1: add in oh we are at number 100 if if we
4: (laughs) add in the negative issues and the one issues and the volume three renumbering it's it's actually our one hundredth episode. What about So the what you're saying variant? is,
5: Steve, oh. you personally have produced hundred episodes of this podcast and still get the sound shit fucking right. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly right.
1: <laughs> uh, I need to hire a producer. Oh my god. One of these days. One of these days. Callista. Learn how to produce podcasts. <laughs> Help.
3: Oh you're man. our only hope.
1: I even had this queued up. This is going to work, Steve. I had that ready to go. (laughs) It's not working at all tonight. Uh, Well, we're so glad you're all with us. Uh, If you'd like to connect with us and tell us uh, about how to produce a podcast episode, you can leave a message on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. Five, five, That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't
4: spell hive. you goddamn right.
1: And you can also find us online at thereretchedhive.net on Facebook. Although I don't recommend it. Facebook.com forward slash wretchedhive. <laughs> Hive if you want
4: the Russians and every other fucking technical company out there to know exactly hate, what it is you're doing, please find us on Facebook.
1: And uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Hive Pod. Kalista Kirk, our intern, killing it on the posts on Facebook and Twitter. Well done, Callista. You can also email the show show at WretchedHive.net. You can download the app at the Apple App Store. Uh, it's on special for Christmas week, guys. No way. Can we afford that? Can our yeah, budget afford that? You we're giving it away for free this week only. Oh. For free on the Apple App Store. Search Wretched and you will find our app. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Now, what would it be, Christmas show, without a little bit of 3PO to get us in the mood? Nice. Oh.
5: Christmas.
6: No. Oh my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year.
1: Which certainly does. <laughs> a
2: little
1: Christmas in the stars. One of the, uh, the worst Christmas albums ever produced. is the stars, Christmas in the stars. Christmas
6: in the stars. What a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas, Christmas in the stars. Among the stars
1: Lighting up a Christmas tree Come on, everyone, and I- sing We are lighting up your Christmas tree Tonight Steve, I'm lighting up a Christmas tree <laughs> in the palatial, right now <laughs> In the palatial Wretched Hive Studios It is Christmas week The end of 2018 Coming up really soon uh, Considering putting together a best of 2018 show Empire Strikes Back
5: I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm obsessing over this song right now. For every Empire Strikes Back, there's a fucking Christmas in the Stars, though, just to really bring you right back down to
1: earth. <laughs> <laughs> <That's very
5: laughs> <true>. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh,
1: this whole album is actually, if you haven't tracked the entire album, you owe it to yourself. It's available on YouTube, I couldn't find it on iTunes, but Christmas in the Stars, Star Wars Christmas. You need to find this and track it this week. Put it on while you're opening presents. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And
5: while you're doing that, watch the holiday special, too. Yes. Really, why not just fucking stab out your eyeballs and your ear holes at the same time? <laughs> Seriously, right. though,
3: this is the first recorded
5: version America ever got of John Bon Jovi.
6: Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. Is it, what does he play? Trip. Backup or is he playing piano? Oh, he's or
5: something? Lead, lead, lead singer them? on one of the songs. I forget I which someone, one, but he's he sings lead. We wish you a merry Christmas, R2D2, or something like that. It's one of those. Wow. Yeah. Okay, All right, He's very there. recognizable. Yeah. All right.
2: I'll have
5: to find out.
1: Well, I just had to. I had to lead the show off with some of that because you know, it's three PO and you know how three PO and I are like ice cream and apple pie. <laughs> We just go together With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO Son of a bitch, I really hate that Alright, we we do have some news to cover So let's get into it From ABC News World Headquarters This is ABC World News Tonight (laughs) No, it's not It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive
0: So be it
1: 2019, you guys Is a huge, huge year For Star Wars so by my count, and this is certainly all inclusive here, because there's a lot of by TV your shit. By,
4: by your account, there's one movie coming out in 2019. Is that what <laughs> you're about to say?
1: There's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, there's television shows, but get this: so Disney Plus, right, launching this year, we're gonna have the Mandalorian. I don't know if the uh, Rogue One show is due in 2019. They haven't announced a release date yet for that. I don't have think they? so. But no. we're gonna get the Mandalorian in 2019. Okay, is my understanding, right? Yeah. Uh, Alex... uh yeah,
5: Disney Plus is supposed to start late 2019. Okay. Um, Mandalorian will premiere around that time. Also, get your uh get your views in now, folks, because Rogue One leaving Netflix in January.
1: That's right. Yeah, I bought it on iTunes. I couldn't resist.
5: What is this
3: iTunes that you speak of?
1: It, uh, it's this thing. It's a thing. It probably won't. Go
3: anywhere. I'm in Dave's little startup. I'm in Dave's corner on this. I buy the
4: actual Blu-ray, or what? Do you, what do you now buy? The HD,
3: four, four I, the I, 4K. K. I buy
4: the yeah. I buy the 4K of certain movies, but I'll be honest. I have gone digital for a lot of things. I own 170 uh, uh, digital movies on iTunes at this point.
1: All right, it's pretty. Yeah. That's solid. But how many DVDs do you own?
4: How many DVDs? I, I can't count that high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was
1: going to say like three million.
6: Math is I, hard.
1: Math, Math is one? very
4: hard, but there is a giant cabinet in this uh, in this compound that is devoted entirely to DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K. Wow, nice.
0: Uh, so we've any also HD? got. say any HD DVDs in there?
4: No, I didn't jump on the Blu-ray HD DVD bandwagon until they battled that shit out, and one of them died a horrible fucking death, and that's when I agreed to start buying things.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, this this year, 20, well, this next year, 2019, we've also got Galaxy's Edge opening up in Anaheim, 20 miles from where I sit, and Orlando, I think Anaheim in the... There's an ankle <laughs> there on wow. someone's ankles. Yeah. He,
0: said, he said two of them went down, but the third Eight. one is still kicking. Man, a so a kicking. pug stampede occurring in the house right now, guys,
1: <laughs> sorry. Ego. That's okay. Uh, Anaheim in the spring, I think. Or is it summer in Anaheim? I thought it was around summer. May, so late summer. spring, early summer. Okay.
4: Dave, and do then, you know? You got the, the I date?
1: I thought it was late summer,
4: to be honest.
1: Oh. I think it's summer and then fall for Orlando. And then we've got a little movie called Episode 9. Nine! Nine! Launching uh, at a theater near you and everyone you know. In December 2019. So we've got a lot of huge... Not just small Star Wars properties. I mean, we're talking about huge shit dropping (laughs) in 2019. So it's going to be a fun year. And that's just the Star Wars stuff that's dropping. Yeah, right. We've got a bunch of stuff on the Marvel side, right? We've got Captain Captain Marvel in March.
4: Well, uh, I was just saying, in terms of stuff ending, and I've, I've said this for a while, I mean, you have... Episode 9, which is the ending of the Skywalker Saga, you have Avengers Endgame, horrible subtitle by the way, but Avengers Endgame, which is bringing to an end the the first phase of the Marvel Universe, and around the same time we also have the final season of Game of Thrones. So it is like the geek Nirvana climax year.
3: Okay, but I'm going to jump in on this. Uh, first of all, let's get back You're to You're going to jump Dave's... in on the climax, Scott? Is that gonna... <laughs> seriously what just happened? <laughs> Why not? I'm going to hijack the climax.
1: Let's go for it.
3: Damn this echo.
1: It's killing just, me. Just while you talk, take your headphones off. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, okay, so real quick. End of uh, episode nine. Yes. Uh, what was the first one you, you mentioned? Uh, let's talk about Endgame, the title. I agree. It's a crappy title, but... It actually throws reference to a couple times mentioned throughout uh, the ten years. The t- the actual name Endgame was used uh, at least two times that I can remember, possibly more in the films. Yeah, in the films. Mm, okay. So there is a tie-in connection there. I still think it's a shitty title. Mm. Uh, what else were you talking about besides Game of Thrones episode nine? The the
4: fu- yeah the final Game of Thrones season. Yeah.
5: Yeah. All right. What.
4: yeah what's
5: with the what's with the harump on game of thrones no 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 i i don't
3: i think it's a great show i just my my feeling is is you know with all the embattled you know fans and versus you know martin it's like i I could care less the guy can't write a book forever and he keeps getting out there he (laughs) does more press about not writing a book if you just stop doing the press and write the damn book people might be happy I mean the fact that the last interview I heard with him, he said he's sitting on something that he's already written, another series of books, but he won't release them because he hasn't written the next book. What, Which one is it at? The Winter of Crabfield or I don't know. Yeah, The winter of Winter.
2: It
3: so it's like, okay, why did you write this other stuff when you should be writing this other th- – I, I, you know. I'm... So
4: as a, as a practical answer to that, my honest theory is yeah. I think once the show caught up to the books, yeah. he – purposely stopped writing because he knew he knew if the book came out concurrent with the new TV content it would be bad because it would just be nothing but a comparison between what he's writing and what the TV show is doing. So I honestly think he made a conscious decision to not finish this thing up until after the show finishes what it's doing so that that can stand on its own and make him all the money that it's going to make and then he can release the book and that can make him all the money he's going to make
3: but doesn't it bother you that from what we know that the books are going to be pretty much different than what we're seeing on the
4: show it okay. does but as long as it's still a good product and one that I enjoy I'm fine with it hmm. I, I, mean, I have I have watched Game of the last two seasons of Game of Thrones as if I'm just watching very expensive well produced fan fiction at this point
0: hmm. okay
1: well, having not read the books, I'm obsessed with the show. I cannot wait until April to see the conclusion of this oh, story. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally I'm stoked for it. I'm with you my, guys my... on that. I'm, I'm there Sorry, to see the go end ahead. of this thing. But
3: just the, the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on with it is not pleasing hmm.
4: to me. Dave, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to tell <laughs> a funny story because uh, I have a coworker who – she she doesn't like to read incomplete series. She only reads, like, if a book series is is finished. And she figured, well, since they're making these TV shows about Game of Thrones, it has to be finished. So she picked up the books and started reading them.
5: (laughs) She's been waiting an awful long time to start that Sue Grafton series, hasn't she? she?
4: And she got through, like, the four books, and, like, the first three were great, the fourth one was awful, and she's reading the fifth book, and she's like, well this seems really odd he doesn't seem like he's wrapping this up at all and she got to like two chapters left in the book and she's like there is no fucking way this guy is finishing off this this series in two more chapters and she was so pissed off because that was literally with like 40 pages left in book 5 the moment she realized that the series was unfinished
3: hey tell your friend uh, to read Clive Barker's uh, Great and Secret
1: show in Everville I hear there's a part 3 maybe in 25 years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Lisa had a little bit of the same reaction, Dave, because she, she made it her way through, I think, the first three books pretty quickly. It might have been the fourth book that she said there's, like, huge sections of the book that are about, tr- like, groups of people that don't matter. And she just go on and on and on about this tribe that just doesn't matter. And then they all die. And she's like, why the fuck am I reading this? And it was just tough for her to get through. <laughs>
0: I just started reading the first book three yeah. or four days ago. My girlfriend went to a Christmas party, and they did a white elephant exchange. Oh. And she fought and stole twice the five books and brought them home for me. Scoreboard. And so far on the first 150 pages, it's pretty scene for scene to the show.
5: The first three books are really good.
4: Yeah, they're, they are stand-up, just fantastic bits of writing and the problem with books four and five is that it, this he's always said that it, he originally intended it to be a five book cycle and he realized book four was too massive to actually be one book so he broke it up there's like book four and five are originally supposed to be one story and actually the first little bit of book six is also supposed to have been in that original original tome and that's why it starts to fall apart because he split it up in a bad way he told the story geographically instead of chronologically for a while so nico you
3: just started you should be about 70 years old when uh, book seven rolls out right (laughs) yeah that means martin's gonna be what about 173 at the time Mm. Mm. seriously
1: Alright. Well, we regardless, we have a lot to look forward to in twenty nineteen. That's the point. But before we move on, we had a birthday happen a couple of days ago, guys. What? That's right, Scott. And you're gonna love this. The last Jedi I'm out turned one on <laughs> December fourteenth. Ryan Johnson celebrated the day by tweeting out a really complimentary, nice thing. He said, Wanna thank all the amazing, passionate, thoughtful Kind, creative, talented, supportive, argumentative, opinionated, respectful, open-hearted, inspiring, amazing Star Wars fans for the past year. Snakeless, dickless, <laughs>
6: snake licking.
1: Sorry. Uh, getting to hear from and meet so many of you has been the experience of a lifetime. Oh my god! I totally
3: got the wrong tweet.
1: I've got the which tweet, one did you read? I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not think he tweeted I, that no, I've
3: I got that one on my screen. Yeah.
1: It's now my wallpaper. No. <laughs> uh, I think that's when Dave yelled at Nico about being a millennial. <laughs> that <laughs> um, so anyway, The Last Jedi is one year old. And to celebrate the one year, there was a bunch of articles out there and we got to cover some of them here. So one is called 60 questions. We still have one year. After Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and I loved on our private thread how uh, Dave suggested that question sixty-one is: Will Scott ever get over this? Fuck uh, <laughs> no!
4: I my I am so disappointed that 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 attempt of trolling of mine did not elicit a response. By the no, way, it was
1: the silence on the other end of? The... <laughs>
3: I, I only uh, occupy Facebook time. I'm not in Slack time, so I don't
4: know. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: fine. You don't have to explain.
4: I mean, uh, I, ta- I, I tagged you in everything, so you have no excuse for not seeing
1: that. I have every excuse. Question number one. This is reading at uh, hypable.com. Question on. number one.
3: Dave, I have 60 <laughs> reasons, just like Last Jedi.
1: Question number one. Who are yep. Ray's parents? We don't know. Question number two. Is Kylo lying to Ray about them in order to manipulate her? question 3 yes. will ray's origins continue to be a mystery no says dave potter uh question 4 how will ray cope with being the new last of the jedi very well is she the new last jedi maybe she's not <laughs> maybe luke lives maybe there is oh. another uh some of these are stra- weaker than others Question 21. Will Lando be on board for helping the Resistance? Will Lando die? Yes. Mm. That makes me sad.
5: Help the Resistance and die! And yet C-3PO lives. Son of a bitch. (laughs)
1: They can't take that thing apart and use it for scrap. (laughs) Um, uh, Question 47. Are they going to try to rebuild Skywalker base again? That's a dumb question. Anyway, look at Hypable You can read these questions and answer them for yourself. Wait, what? Skywalker base? Yeah, uh, star, must be Star Killer base. Sorry, oh, sorry killer. about that. Rebuild Star Killer base, but again. it's gonna be bigger this time. Are they, now, if they build another so, giant Death Star, that's gonna be really <laughs> annoying. So, so
4: here's yeah. a here's a random question. Yeah, yeah so, is there anybody still alive who wouldn't? know that C-3PO was built by Anakin
1: Skywalker Ooh, good question well Leia is still alive <laughs> is but she... does she know that
3: <sighs>
1: perhaps not
3: maybe with the hollow dice that he left Leia
1: he left a little hollow message that said by the way Dad built three PO. Do you think he won the hollow dice in Space Vegas when they were there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
5: I'm just saying. Canto, and, Canto and, bite. Uh, here's a, the no, that's
1: a good question, Dave. And, and, Honestly, is there anyone alive in the Star Wars universe that knows the three, the uh, origins of three PO? Would, does would Kylo know that? Kylo? I don't know. I don't know that he would. Oh. Yeah. He's just obsessed.
3: I don't know if he would know that much information.
5: Would he get a little Grandpa Hard-on, knowing that 3PO was built by his grandfather?
4: Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, that, yeah. Droid would, that droid would become the most important thing in his world. Yeah. And here's another question. If 3PO is fluent in six million forms of communication, did Anakin have to program all those languages in himself? And if he did, how does an 11-year-old slave boy on a desert planet get access to that kind of information?
1: I think he had a really good broadband internet connection and uh, uploaded to Google is, Translate. This is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> it. Uh, there's also another article here denofgeek.com. Star Wars The Last Jedi Easter eggs and reference guide. Scott's memorized this already. He's seen the film. Let's so do this. So many times. Um, there's quite a few Easter eggs mentioned here. Uh, let's see. It was, um, let's see. The first one. Ray as revealed in The Art of Star Wars The Last Jedi, Johnson's movie used many of the concepts Lucas first had in mind for Episode 7. So, it's not all Ryan's Johnson's fault. Right, it's just the structure of it and the direction and everything. You just feel weird because it <laughs> makes you feel all tingly all over when with the, with the naked chest scene. <laughs> Somebody, it. somebody needs to milk him seriously. There's some
3: pecs going on there.
1: All right, kind of, kind of a fun article. denofgeek.com. Check that out. And then, oh, I thought you were throwing some. Scott, did you up. just say oh. you
5: wanted to milk him? Not me. <laughs> why are we oh, going? Why dear. are we
1: backing up to that comment? God,
3: <laughs> no! I didn't yeah. say I want to milk him.
1: <clears throat> this last article. Please on isolate the last Jedi.
3: isolate that and take that out of context. I, I will believe me. <laughs>
4: uh, please please uh, put that on the soundboard. Somebody needs to milk <laughs> it. article
1: on Esqu- Esquire.com. I called out toxic Star Wars fandom. They proved my point. This is by Matt Miller, who uh, basically called Scott, what did out. you do? <laughs> Scott. All right. You
3: know what? I've been holding back, but I'm just going to unleash on this. Let's talk about all three of these articles. One, you're not calling out the tidbits from the second one, which I think we should talk about. There's some great stuff in there. You talk about Rey and her... Character designing stuff—we all know that basically came from the Luke and the Han transition and all that stuff. So yeah. There's good stuff in there, and I'm going to put this out there: mm-hmm. I've ripped on Last Jedi. Yes, you have. God damn it! I haven't had a good rant, and I'm on. I'm, oh, even with the echo, I, I'm going to go for this. All right,
1: Scott. I need some Scott rant music. You do. Oh, you, oh, I got some. You got some. I Let's got do some. it. Hold on. Uh, give me a second. We'll go. Uh, we'll do uh, so here. This is any porn music
4: will do important pro tip for people listening at home if you are trying to produce your own podcasts do not upgrade your sound recording software immediately before attempting to record just yeah, a little pro tip I'm throwing out there for everybody
1: I hate your balls and <laughs> I didn't do it immediately before <laughs> and you Damn. thought the you better content. watch out
4: you
3: better not <laughs> cry
4: you better not call on your Jedi
1: the Empire is coming to time alright Scott let's hear your Scott rant
2: I totally lost
5: it. <laughs> it's working. It's Steve, working. I, I have some here. I want you to turn yours down. I'm going to turn mine on and let Scott go. So
2: here All we right. go. Okay. Here
3: go. Okay, Scott, let's hear it. Oh, I, I get that as my background music. That's your music tonight, buddy. All right, look. Here's the deal. I've rewatched Last Jedi. Now. Like, what is this?
1: Steve Bring, Steve the bit, uh, Bring the volume down just a little bit, Greg. Bring the volume down just a
3: little bit more. A little bit more. There you
4: go. Is Scott talking?
3: That's it. No, no. I'm waiting. For...
5: Yeah. Okay, now go. All
0: right, I We're going to have to re this shit like three times. Don't worry. I got this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I should
1: We're working on the uh, shit. Nope. Music. It's not going to happen. Okay. All right, Nico, go ahead. Nico, uh, give us some Scott rant music. Yeah, yeah,
5: please. Uh, <laughs> you know, Roll Nico that had shit. This because he muted me. That was, that's what it was. Wow. Nice. All right. That was solid.
3: Look, now three times I've watched. Three, three times, yeah. It's three a times, Christmas show. We'll do this for you. Okay. Three, three right, times I've watched Last Jedi since last time I think we spoke. Yeah. And I'm going to bump this thing up. I'm actually going to give it some credit where I, this, this hurts. This is like cutting myself. I'm a cutter right now. So let's talk about this.
2: Okay.
3: I am now putting it as, as an equivalent to Return of the Jedi. And the only reason I'm doing this is that I I fell in love with an article I shared about a year and a half, two years ago with you guys on here called The 50 Reasons Jedi Sucks.
1: Mm, Yeah, we reviewed that. We spent a lot of time on that article.
3: Number one, Ewoks. Ewoks. Number two, Ewoks. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of feel the same way about that article and that movie as I do with uh, uh, Last Jedi. Okay. So – It's bumped up the list for me because there are moments in this film that actually are amazing. Like visually everything that I really want to see in a Star Wars film. But you know my arguments. We've talked about them. We've discussed. We've been angered and like fuel and fire and everything spitting back and forth at each other about this stuff. But I'm bumping it up to this level because of those cool moments. Just like the 50 reasons Jedi sucks, they had a little section about the 10 reasons I think are they thought were fantastic about it uh, about Jedi Return of the Jedi I feel the same way about Last Jedi there are moments that would justify it being a much better film obviously than the prequels but that doesn't mean that there aren't serious problems and I think we've actually discussed this off the air maybe a little bit on the air but I'm, I'm just saying yeah. there are serious problems and I know we don't know the answers to these things but the fact that there's 60 things that we haven't even discussed yet or, or they have questions about. And we're not tackling those things. And I know maybe we've tackled a bunch of them. But seriously, that article comes out one year after that movie comes out. And there's still that much uh, like dissension and, and conflict and, and anger among fans. Minus the psychos that we talk about in this next article. There's still a lot of fans that are torn between this
1: movie. Well, I don't know if the 60 questions we have are uh, because there's part of the movie is wonderful and part of the movie is horrible In opinion of some fans i think these are just sure. like questions did did is is kylo lying to ray well how would we possibly know that i mean it's, right it's just up for debate for fans and that's why you leave something like that hanging partially so you can answer it in the next movie and so fans have something to talk about i don't think it's a negative thing
3: I don't think it's negative, but I think that we've tackled some of those issues, some of those questions. And I think some of those things could be handled in a better tone, a better matter, a better uh, direction that could have ended up with better quality product. And I think that a lot of that falls through because they let certain things go or or whatever. I mean, it's just, I I don't know. One year later, I, I didn't feel this way a year after Force Awakens. I didn't feel this way... I yeah, well don't even want to get into the prequels, but Rogue One, even Solo. I have problems with Solo, but I think Solo is a fantastic fun movie. Um I still have a problem with the fact that it was released in May and not in December. Yeah. And we've got that extra 6 months that we've been waiting.
1: Well, and you've got some Scott has some backers. There are regular listeners to this show that have messaged me and said like I'm with Scott. Remember the hashtag I'm with Scott. Yeah. I mean there are others that Agree with what you're saying. I'm bringing that back and
3: tenfold on that.
2: All
3: right, it needs to be. All right, that's. I just needed to get that
5: out there.
1: Well, it's one year since no, I mean, your life was ruined.
5: Yeah, Scott, you're you're not alone in feeling that way. I mean, I I think I 100 percent disagree with it, but that's okay. That's that's the beauty of of fine art is people see different things and appreciate different things about it. You know, uh, I I don't need you to agree with me, and I don't think you need me to agree with you. And I appreciate you you. Stick into your guns and and voicing those things i just i will to the day i die i will say i hardly disagree with you <laughs> uh, now i'm gonna go home
3: and cry you know greg that's totally false i cry every night i greg is not on my
1: side you know basically... one, one element of this that we may have covered and i i'm not sure if we did or not but i'm gonna put it back out there just just in case we didn't so Greg and Dave, I remember, really liked the movie. They're really excited about it and loved it. But mm-hmm. I would like to know what you think about specific elements of the movie. And I don't want—God, this is—I feel like we're going to rehash old no, movies no, no. here. No, yeah, you're right. But you're really right. quick, yeah. just let me ask you: Canto Bite, the whole Canto Bite sequence.
5: Yeah, thumbs down. Yeah, I—I I, I go back from the very first review. I said that great beginning, great ending, horrible middle.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for reminding me about that. I can't yeah. remember where mm-hmm. you landed with that. Yeah,
5: Canthubite was a complete time suck. It made a. It, you know, of, of the areas you could have trimmed part,
1: parts of that movie out, that was the number one place they should have looked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're a fan of The Last Jedi, there's a lot of stuff to read out there this week. Just had a birthday. Happy birthday, TLJ. Happy birthday. How about that? Uh, all right. So. We've got a bunch of other stuff to cover here, so let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we've got uh, well, there's plans were released. Additional plans were released for Disney World's upcoming Star Wars Hotel. So this is reading from uh, actually mynews13. dot com. It's a Orlando centric. Like Sorry. This is the
5: big surprise. Is you've gotten tickets for all of us to go to this hotel surprise. on your dime. Oh
1: my dive. god,
4: Steve, you shouldn't have. Yeah. I know. That's so generous of you, man. Uh
1: that that's not exactly it, but there is a surprise close to that, but no, it's not going to Orlando. I'll let you sleep in you know, in my room when I get a room there. You can sleep on the floor or something. Isn't that going to be Dude.
3: awkward with you and Lisa <laughs> and four guys sitting in there? On no, the it's a typical Saturday. Oh, is that? Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah, be no, he's,
4: he's he's going with the pork, not Lisa. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Truth. <laughs> pork is so easy. Uh, she, um, she doesn't listen to podcast anyway. We can say whatever the hell we want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, hotel guests may be traveling what? by shuttle. Will the shuttle look like Star Wars ship? That would be really cool. Guest rooms include cabins and first class cabins. Uh, there's security screening. There's not very much parking. There's dining areas that are all going to be uh, themed around Star Wars. Hey Steve, it's in this article, really, really cool. Does it
3: have a release uh, a release date, an opening date for the hotel?
1: I didn't. I don't remember reading the opening date.
3: Well, here's why I'm asking that because yeah. we know it's summer. 2019 is when. Disneyland Galaxy's Edge opens. Yeah. I believe it's late fall for Orlando for Galaxy's
1: Edge. So this is at the very end of the article. Meanwhile, Star Wars fans get to explore Galaxy Far Far Away next year at Galaxy's Edge, which is set to open late fall 2019. Okay. In Florida. So i summer in California. I was wondering Florida? they're going to yeah, yeah, usually yeah. Florida is the one that gets the stuff out there first
3: nowadays. Yeah. But it's kind of nice to see home base here, Disneyland
1: Anaheim. Exactly. Getting it first. Yep. All right, back to the back to the new Star Wars releases. We had some new casting announcements for The Mandalorian, and uh, Greg, you've been handling this one. You want to you want to give us an update here. What's going oh, on with The Mandalorian? So excited.
5: This show is just going to be the bomb. I'm serious. This show is going to be just awesome. I'm I'm really legitimately legitimately excited. So we got Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Uh, he was Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. He's also on the uh, first couple seasons of Narcos on Netflix. Uh, we had Gina Carano. We had Nick Nolte. And now, with the uh, official announcement, they've added German documentarian Werner Herzog, famous for Grizzly Man. <laughs> Wow! Awesome.
1: (laughs) So I so I didn't. So he's an actor on the show, right? He's not one of the featured directors.
5: Yes, he's going to be an actor, and he's acted in several things before. He always looks like the very confused old German guy. I don't know why that he always plays. It's because he's
1: he's a very confused old German guy.
5: (laughs) Oh well, then there you go. Um, I guess they have Germans in space, too. And he 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 will talk like this and he will say, don't go touch the bears.
3: But seriously, I know you're being current. You went with the grizzly reference. Grizzly
2: bear. (laughs) Grizzly (laughs) man.
5: Grizzly man, yeah, yeah. You
3: could have
1: pulled anything with... (laughs) Have you seen Grizzly man? I have not. Oh, my God. Really? Grizzly man's insane. I know, but still... It's about a guy who hangs out with grizzly bears. I know, but still. What, Spoiler what alert. is
5: your what is your point of reference for Werner Herzog? I'm just curious, Scott. Yeah. I'm what is your what is your go to Werner Herzog get job?
1: <laughs> what are you talking as an actor? Either one. I didn't realize he was an actor. I I, just, I didn't either. By actually. the way, Germans in space. I want to have a segment on the show called Germans in Space. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, who else is I, I, who else has been announced, Greg? There's another the big one. one. The PS de
5: Resistance, yes. everybody. Apollo Creed himself Carl Weathers stepping out of the Choppa and dropping in to most Eisley or wherever the Band- <laughs> the Mandalorian's going to hang out. By Carl the way, Weathers. I, people.
1: Carl I literally Weathers. laughed out loud when I read the show notes and you wrote Carl freaking Weathers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Show notes. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. And Predator. Don't forget Predator.
3: Well, his reference yeah, is obviously Predator. Yeah. Drop it in from the chopper, man. Right. That's Well, so uh, yeah, that's right. I was
1: thinking Rocky. Yeah, that's true. Drop Seriously. The
3: chopper. <laughs> you know, this, all this is making me want to do is go watch Predator again. So Predator is fantastic.
1: Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: Just such great 80s cheese. Jesse Ventura and all of his just macho glory. And, uh-huh. of course, the 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 bro handshake between Arnold and Carl Weathers too, where they're just flexing as hard as they can.
1: <laughs> Those <laughs> dudes are ripped. <laughs> and uh, do, do you remember the the uh, tagline, like the the famous line from that movie? That from the poster? For, no, from uh, from the movie Predator. Schwartz, it's a Schwarzenegger line. No get surprise. to the it,
5: if it bleeds,
1: yes,
3: yeah, if I can it bleeds,
1: it. You can kill
5: it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, fun it's, fact, guys. I don't know if you know, uh, the monster that's in the Predator and is well known today was not the original monster for the film. The original monster was a guy in a suit, and the okay. guy in the suit a very different looking suit than what they actually put on the film. But the is guy it? in that original suit was Werner Cla- Herzog. <laughs> it's actually Werner Herzog. Werner, I say <laughs> Warner Werner Herzog. Werner. No, another famous, you know, kind of German, not really German, but kind of close to German, jean Claude Van Damme.
1: What? Wait a minute.
5: Huh. Yeah. John
1: Claude Van Damme was the original predator? He was the original the predator the monster. Yes. Oh, that's okay. that's awesome. That's I, great trivia.
3: I know a lot of useless shit, and yeah. that is one thing I have never heard, and I'm that's impressed. That's the right. most useless piece of shit. No, that's, that's amazing right there. Wow. I am so impressed with that. I'm taking everything I said about you earlier, and it's done. You're, you're clear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you very much. Now, I'm going uh, to go ahead done. and reinstate everything Cut. you said. Good night, good night, guys. I'm I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for that that, that update. That uh, Werner Herzog. What an interesting casting choice oh, there.
3: You know, when I left I left Greg hanging on that. Uh, I oh. would have chosen No uh, Nosferatu or possibly what was the other, the Tom Cruise
5: one that he did. Nosferatu, like yeah. the like with Max Shrek from 1930. No, the remake. <laughs>
3: Uh, the was remake, there a remake? Yes, it was a remake? 79, 80, I think it was. Dave, okay. help me out.
4: Pop culture, man. I would love to help you out, but I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about, to be perfectly Son honest with you. A... Even,
5: even Dave doesn't have a Warner Herzog go-to.
4: Jack Wasn't Kreacher. he on
5: an
3: episode Jack of Parks Reacher.
4: and Recreation?
5: He might yes. have been. Yes, he was.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
3: Mm. Wow. Uh, step, step
4: back, everybody.
3: 1979 remake, uh, Nosferatu.
1: And that was a Werner Herzog too. Yes. What, else, what else is he got? That was a Werner Herzog joint.
4: <laughs> to <That> was... <laughs> the Vampire. Vampire yes. with a Y. Vampire. Klaus Kinski is Count Dracula. Isabella Adjani is Lucy Harker. Mm.
1: Yes. Didn't catch that one.
4: Yeah, hard to believe I missed that one.
1: Mm. My God, mm.
4: people. Werner Herzog. Hand and feet in box with rats Uncredited Swear to god, that's the IMDb listing
1: (laughs) By the way, you can go to StarWars.com And read about all of this Just uh, search up StarWars.com Pedro Pascal revealed As the Mandalorian If you want the latest updates I love how
4: Steve is frantically still trying to talk about the Mandalorian While we're going through (laughs) Werner Herzog credits In 1979 (laughs) movies
1: Someone's gotta keep us on track here
3: Didn't even get uh, Gus Gus is in this as well Gus Fring
1: oh, and oh yeah Giancarlo Esposito is in it I forgot that Gus Spring. yes dude that's a
3: badass cast seriously
1: yeah so see, I read something I don't have it in the show notes but I did read something today about how uh, it's very likely that we will see some of the traditional bounty hunters in the Mandalorian okay
3: this almost makes me want to uh, bootleg some of this <laughs> <laughs> what, what come on mean? Scott come on I'm not Join jumping us. on board Somebody else is going to pay for this shit, and I'll jump over and check it out and videotape it. (laughs) Well, in other
1: news, if you want to see the uh, Hoff weiss film trilogy, the new one, you might need to buy Disney Plus there, Scott. Well. Because apparently. Now I'm on board. Those are not going to be released in theaters, but instead will be available at Disney Plus. This is vulture.com. Reporting on the Mandalorian cast and mentioned that Disney Plus will be the platform yes. for the new Star Wars trilogy produced by Benhoff and Weiss. Wow. Wow. Right. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I
3: I am seriously taken aback. I don't know what to think about that. That's
1: it's yeah. I mean if these are if these are feature films made by these two guys received lots of press but it says well I mean Vulture could be getting it wrong here but uh, says Game of Thrones showrunners David Benhoff and D.B. Weiss working on a new Star Wars trilogy Star Wars film trilogy for Disney Plus look I know we've talked about the solo film not making money and all that but
3: to go to this extreme I I just don't see that making money for them in that sense other than subscriptions right you're you're still solo still pulled in what 600 million dollars
2: worldwide, worldwide? Mm-hmm.
3: so that's i i know to us and to people that you know read those numbers that it might be a failure but that's still you're in the black there you're making money you're not yeah. actually losing money so i don't
1: see why that would be beneficial to them i i can't explain it i don't know i mean i hmm. feel like subscription services are the thing. Now I mean even with software, Microsoft has gone to that you can't buy Office straight up anymore, right? You got to subscribe to Office 365 or whatever it's called because it's 99 bucks a year and they gouge you. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is the same model. It's just a volume subscription model yeah. whether or not you watch any given month, you're still going to pay your 14.99. So, question for the room, guys. How far out of the top
5: ten of the movies for the year, 2018, domestic, how far out of the top ten do you have to be to be considered the flop that Solo is? Well, Solo's not out of the top ten at Uh, present. I was going to say that's a spoiler alert, Dave. I should have (laughs) told you to shut your filthy mouth right from the beginning. Solo is the ninth biggest movie of 2018, guys, and it's a flop? But but it will probably drop to
4: number ten.
1: But it's only a flop in comparison to the typical Star Wars film. It's that not in comparison to other films.
4: That's but that's that's, that's a point. That's a crappy distinction to make. Well
1: I'm just saying
5: that's the argument though. Let's see. So Solo right now is number nine. Number ten, Venom, which was considered a success. A quiet or or Starsborn was considered a success. A Quiet Place, which was considered a huge success. Crazy Rich Agents, which was supposed to be an even bigger success. Solo made more money than all those. And it's a flop. <sighs>
3: That's, you're taking this out of context. You're talking about movies. I, I, I understand and respect what you're yes. saying here, but you're also looking at it from, what is the term? Apples and oranges here. You, you talk about A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was made on such a moderate budget, and you can look those facts and stats up, but you, yeah. you're talking about a horror movie that made as much movies, which a horror movie typically would make, what, 40 to, let's say, $80 million? What did,
5: what did it make worldwide? Uh well worldwide I don't know and I'm just looking at domestic box office here because because okay. Solo does drop down in, in when you look at the worldwide numbers but still 200 million in the US when it cost 150 175 million or something like that I don't think I don't think it, you, you know you you don't consider it a a box office smash. But you don't consider it a flop.
4: Okay, but let's it's talk. No, about that number no right there. mortal. It's no mortal engines. When it's you no mortal flop, Engines. You're right. It's not i not gonna think lose. Of mortal engines. Where they they no might as well millions. just flushed their money down the toilet. Yeah. And That's fantastic. Them. It would have been more more rewarding.
1: Anybody let's, see that movie. No,
4: no, and I have no fucking desire to see that movie. Nope, it looks not at all. Off. Stupid. Love you, <laughs> so, Peter Jackson. No, so yeah, sorry, sorry
3: Peter. Uh, but here's the deal. Let's let's talk about Solo for one second. You talk about two hundred million dollars, Greg. Let's use this in comparison. When did Superman Returns come back? Come out?
4: Two thousand six. Uh I mean, the same year as Batman begins, so I want to say two thousand five okay, two thousand five
3: two thousand six. Let's use that as an example. That was considered a major flop and scrapped an entire franchise, and that movie made over two hundred million dollars twelve years ago. Hmm. So you look at Solo, which is a Star Wars movie on a built in franchise it, and this thing is guaranteed to be just a money maker for them, which it has been, even with last Jedi performing what. less than The Force Awakens. Still was a phenomenal movie when it comes to box office returns. Solo comes out and domestically is what, 220? Is it 220 now? Uh, It's a 213 according to the site I'm looking at right now. Okay, 213 in 2018 doesn't look good for them when Superman returns. And again, a a franchise-built uh, a movie built out of a, a, an already established franchise pulls in basically the same numbers. Well, and was that... the
1: Superman franchise purchased for $4 billion just a few years before Superman? But Man they've already made it. that back. Yeah. they've. That's... But I mean, this is such a high profile. It's Star Wars is the IP. It is the IP that everyone looks to. Yeah, that's yeah. why it's considered a flop when it doesn't hit the $1.5 mark. No, I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a high bar, but it's that's the reality of it. I, that's why it's considered a flop.
5: Yeah. I, I And I, I, I think that with Superman Superman Returns, Scott, you'll be interested to know, Yeah, Superman Returns, 2006, the sixth biggest hmm. domestic grocer of 2006, made $200 million itself.
2: Yeah.
1: Was that what the guy that just did the one film... Brandon Roth. Yeah. 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 Yep. Who is now on Legends of
5: Tomorrow. Yeah. He's you know, I, I, I think guy. that, I think that movie suffered critically as well. Cause it just, it wasn't a great movie and you know, it, it, mm, Solo was a better movie than Superman returns. Oh, I no think, doubt. I, I, I think the best you can say about, uh, uh, about Solo is that it underperformed. I don't, th- I don't consider it. I don't think it's a box office smash. You know, it's yes. It's the ninth, 10th, whatever it's going to end up at for, for this year. Um, and, but it's a it's a super fun movie but i but it definitely underperformed see but it's i th- like
3: your terminology better than what was said about it when it came out and it was obviously not making the money weekend to weekend you know the returns from each progressive weekend but mm-hmm. my my feeling is is that they don't want that it doesn't have the flash it doesn't oh my god a star wars movie and it's a bomb it's a failure i i agree with you on that i think it yeah. was an underperforming star wars film but it was still a fantastic movie was Kevin
1: yeah. Spacey Lex Luthor in that?
4: Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Oh, okay. Also interesting stat that just caught my eye. Looking at this, huh. Superman Returns, two hundred million, almost exactly, in two thousand six. Yeah, uh, made fifty two million its opening weekend. Uh, that was the same year that X Men: The Last Stand came out, which I would argue is a worse movie than Superman Returns. Oh, oh God, yeah. X-Men Last Stand is the number four grossing movie for the year at $234 million, and that movie made $103 million its opening weekend. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
2: I, I
5: liked so, like The
4: Last Stand. I didn't mind it. Ugh. The ugh. Last Stand is an awful, awful, <laughs> awful yeah. movie.
1: I remember, I have to go back and watch it, because I, I, I remember yeah. not minding it. Here, let me sum and up that movie. Been, and by the way...
5: You've been fired from this podcast.
4: <laughs> and, and by the way, Casino Royale, which I think everybody here would argue is a better movie than either of those two, oh, only wow. made oh, yeah, $167 million. But it's well, a Bond that's film. That's just because people are idiots.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry.
3: That, that is true. People's. And it's it's a Bond film, and those films typically come out in November around Thanksgiving time and have yeah. a tendency to do less... Box office and yeah. Casino Royale wasn't that the first movie with the new Bond with uh, what's his name
5: uh, Daniel Craig Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig. Yeah. that is correct that's uh, a
3: and good movie it is a good movie it is actually it's one of the better <laughs> ones in the series I think the next one was pretty decent but then it was the third one that was really like the big. Hit like a lot of changes happen in that series, but again, it's timing. It's what's happening. Superman was released in May, which is the intro to the summertime. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a franchise that Warner Brothers was expecting to make just bank off of, and they looked at that as a major flop. In yeah. fact, so much so they canceled the entire rebooting of that franchise, fired Brandon Roth, and I mean, look what happened to Kevin Spacey and everything yeah. else. Right. Years later, but. um same thing with Solo. Right? Are you
5: saying Superman Returns turned Kevin Spacey into like a, a serial molester and and abuser of people? Not Superman that Returns I'm saying fault?
3: that, but if you go back and watch that movie, there is an awkward, weird train model train sequence that happens in that movie that's a little weird. Just a little weird. Go back and watch it. And he's also having a weird... Oh, you know what? I take that back. Yes, there is. There is a really awkward, uncomfortable piano session thing that's happening with... Superman's son in that film. That's oh, wonderful. Yeah, please don't. But, actually, don't go back and watch that. movie. Yeah, it's it will make listen. you feel really not good about yourself. All
4: right, <laughs> All right, just for just for fun for me, what movie made more money in two thousand six? Greg, if you're looking at this, you can't answer. I've averted my eyes, but if okay. it, if it comes up, I will. If I, if I've seen it on the list, I will. I will disqualify myself. All right, what movie? What movie made more money? Mission Impossible three. Or Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby.
5: No, I saw one of those on the list, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out. Oh
3: my god, I'm, I'm gonna well, say. Well, it's yeah.
1: Go ahead, Scott. Well,
3: hold on. Who? Okay, it's got to be Talladega Nights because after the flop of Mission Impossible Two or the disaster of Mission Impossible Two with John Woo, I'm gonna say that three didn't make as much money. It was probably one of the lower ones in the franchise. So Talladega Nights.
1: Yeah, I gotta go Talladega. Uh, I, 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 Mission M I three was not a great film, yet, anyway, to me.
4: No, you're both right, but it was close. uh, Tal- uh Mission Impossible three brought in 134 million. Talladega Nights brought in 148 million who was what even happened in Mission Impossible 3 which one was that that's the uh, one. they had to get the MacGuffin and put it in the doohickey to save the world oh of course that is the yeah. One. Yeah, that's there was a sky one,
1: beam yeah. sky beam. I'm sure there was a yep. Skybeam in there somewhere <laughs> by the way have you seen the trailer for the Will Ferrell uh, Sherlock Holmes movie
2: <laughs>
1: it looks so funny
5: you know, the trailer looks funny, but I am consistently disappointed with Will Ferrell movies these days. He hasn't made a good one in I don't know how long. I agree. Um,
1: I gotta agree with
4: that. He's, yeah. he's no Adam Sandler, though. <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, true.
1: Although, Waterboy. Um, come on, give me some love for Waterboy. <laughs> I
4: stuff. watched the second
5: Anchorman movie, and, and I, I, I really considered ending my life at that point, guys. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it was tough. Guys, we had a little bit of an early Christmas this year. I don't know if you happen to see, there was a Avengers trailer that landed. Oh, yeah. A movie, a uh, little Avengers 4 Endgame. Check this out. We'll play a little bit of it. Stay <sighs> on. Hey, Miss Punts. If you find this recording. Don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero, the promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. that can be it. When I drift off, I will dream about you. I'm going to just pause it there. The best part of this trailer, I'm going to just forward a little bit. Uh, we have Black Widow speaking directly to me. This is going to work, Steve. So thats that will uh, be a clip that you guys will hear a lot on the show moving forward. This is going to work, Steve. Uh, because this is going to work, Steve. But uh, I'm curious to know, I'm not going to play the whole trailer, what did you guys think?
3: Can we get her to come in and do the sound for us?
5: Oh <laughs> this part surprised me a lot. Though I was shocked at this part.
1: With Anthony Daniels as C three PO, you got to count. Nobody saw that coming.
3: <laughs> I knew there was going to be a crossover.
1: No, but I want to hear from you guys. What What did you think of the Avengers: Four Endgame trailer? Uh, are you excited? Are you? I know you don't like the the subtitle for the movie, but um, Dave, what What do you think of the trailer? I, I
4: breathless anticipation. I mean, I. Woke up and played it on my phone before I got out of bed twice. I made Christine watch it, much to her chagrin. And Not the only my thing you feeling did in bed my twice feeling that day. On, my feeling on it is this. I don't like the subtitle of Endgame and I don't like the bleakness of it because I don't think I think Marvel's making a long term strategic mistake by marketing this as an ending. Because they have a whole slate of movies yet to come out. And if they market this as an ending, why am I going to want to continue to read the books or see the movies when they come out? Yeah. That was my core problem with it. Otherwise, they did a fantastic job of showing just a little bit of leg and not revealing anything that has any substance or meaning whatsoever.
1: Well, although, Greg, were you surprised that they actually showed Ant-Man there coming back at the end? Because to me, that's kind of a huge giveaway, or were you expecting that?
5: Uh, I don't think it's that big a surprise because he didn't die at the end. You know, he didn't get snapped into oblivion at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp. He was in the quantum realm, so I figured mm-hmm. that he had to get out of there somewhere. So no, it wasn't a surprise to me. I, I was really just nonplussed by the whole thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm excited about seeing the movie. It's I'm I'm going to be there opening night. But after that trailer, I'm like, why even release that? a trailer at all you could have just gone without a trailer just opened the movie just completely cold and people still would have gone and seen it i just i I didn't care anything for that trailer at all
1: nico what did you think about it i'm curious to to get the millennial perspective on this one
0: hell yeah i'm gonna go see it twice in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> um no it's uh <clears throat> i was actually kind of upset that they showed ant-man And then that they showed the Black Widow and Cap sitting there, like, surprised that he was there. Because, yeah, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's like, where, you know, he's stuck there in the quantum realm. How does he get out? And then all of a sudden, he's just there. And the Avengers didn't help him get out. So it's kind of, you know, I was a little more perplexed about why that whole scene happened like it did. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I'm kind of bummed that Tony's like giving up here and floating in space. He's supposed to be the one, you know, we talked about this before that uh, Dr. Strange <clears throat> was saying that Tony's the one who has to survive to make it all work. So, right. Is you this... know that he's not stuck forever.
1: Right. I'm going to throw this out to the comic book geeks in the room here, and Scott, I'll start with you. It Does the Trailer seem like it's following the path that the comic books laid, or is this going off in a different direction now? Well no, this... it's,
5: it's 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 a way different direction than yeah. the original Infinity War. Yeah, okay. way different.
1: Yeah, um, they
3: really couldn't do anything to remedy that anyway, because there is there's a character that's completely left out that is a big part of the original uh, series that. The whole reason why Thanos is doing this in the first place is not that character doesn't even exist in the movie. So um, yet, my yeah, you
5: know, I don't think they're gonna not not, not 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 Captain Marvel. He was hinted at in the last Guardians movie. You mean uh
4: not Adam Dad, Warlock? Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock.
3: No, I'm talking about Death.
5: Oh, you're going that
3: far? Yeah, yes, yeah. that's true. Also, yeah. yeah. So there's the whole reason in the books basically is. Thanos is in love with death and is doing all of this to impress death. But my thought process for a while, and it's changed now. Seeing you know Avengers, <clears throat> the last movie, and then or Infinity Gauntlet, and, um, Infinity War, and then the trailer for the new one is, um, it's not going to be the character I thought they were going to change out death for another character we've already been introduced to, uh, which I my feeling was it was going to be. Um, oh my God, I'm totally blanking. I was going to say Gamora, but we know what happened to Gamora. Uh, Her sister. um, Nebula. Nebula. Mm -hmm. um, Had a better role in that, the connection between the love of the father and the daughter and then the sacrifice, the daughter. He has to sacrifice the daughter, obviously. And there's that love that's lost between the one that's not a real daughter. And anyway, um, actually, I, I need to back something up because I want to say something in regards to two other comments made by our other... Uh, host tonight about this mm-hmm. is I want to point one thing out I agree that with the title, we talked about this, title te- technically sucks but it does have a connection to something Dave said and also Nico said and uh, the thing that Nico brought up is uh, talking about the conversation that takes place with Doctor Strange and Tony Stark about uh, Tony is a key element into making this work, making this Outcome happen that we don't know about yet uh it is in that conversation that Dr. Strange tells Tony Stark that this is the end game, so mm. I think that's where they're making that direct connection and I agree with you, Dave, that you know most people aren't going to pick up on something that subtle, but I think the fact that Marvel and the whole you know uh, uh movie entity the business wants to keep those connections there, and they've done a fantastic job of even those little subtle things that hardcore fans pick up on could lead to people like word of mouth bringing that connection in saying look Mm. the title may suck but there is reason because there is another moment I think Cap says it to somebody else that there is an end game in process here Mm. so there is connections to characters and that's why they're using this I still wouldn't have gone with it but I see what they're trying to do Um, I want to say one other thing and I'm going to try and keep this as spoiler free as possible I may know something about this just from rumors and stuff that we're talking on there, but if you really go back and reanalyze this, and I know, Dave, you've done this by watching this trailer. Greg, I'm sure you've gone through. Nico, we've all watched this trailer a hundred times now. Uh, They almost give something away with what you brought up, Steve, about Ant-Man showing up at the end. And if you go back and watch that, it is directly associated to what Cap says prior to to the moment when you hear Ant-Man talking on there. And just look closely, if you have the HD version of the video monitor, you'll see up in the corner a little hint or a clue as to why Cap says what he says. And if you want to know what he says, he says, is this an archive video? Oh, And that's a okay. huge hint to what we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp versus that last moment that's not technically a spoiler because they're not giving away the true meaning why he's standing there at that at that gate. Also, look at the van and look at what he's wearing. All
1: right, so uh, one last question on this is a non-comic book guy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Dave on this. Given that the comics have well, the the movie track has veered so far from the comic story. Is that do you do you look forward to the movies? Are you happy about that? Or is it like, do you feel that, slide it a little bit, that your story is being changed so much? How do you feel about these changes given that they're so dramatically different from the way the comic books went?
4: Oh, I, I don't have any issue with it at all. I They're remaining true to the core of the characters of the stories that they're telling. So it's actually, it's, it's good to not see something that's just a beat for beat recreation of a story that I read, you know, eighteen thousand times when I was a teenager. That's not going to have the same level of of satisfaction for me today. They're doing things that are inspired by those stories, but are their own unique stories and standalone. They do, they haven't betrayed anything to do with any of those core character concepts with the Marvel universe, which is a staggering accomplishment across. 20 films and got to be what 40 45 hours of entertainment at this point. Yeah, I, I love that it stands on its own and it has to, because there are so many elements of these stories that they're trying to look at uh, and do that you can't bring in. I mean, Scott talks about the the romance, if you will, between Thanos and Death in the original Infinity Gauntlet series, right. but you had Adam Warlock and the Silver Surfer playing. Huge integral roles in that book, mm. along with Star Fox and other characters that Marvel was not able to use Correct. at this point because they didn't own them. So they're doing they're doing great. I love what they're doing, and just please keep doing it and take my money.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm with Dave on that, a hundred percent. Actually, uh, I really feel that. You know what they're doing with these movies, and how they're keeping audiences. I mean, seriously, I, if you would have asked Scott from 35 years ago, 30 years ago, who was reading these comic books, who was just like, in in seriously in love with the stories that were being told in Daredevil and X Men and Spider Man and all these wonderful stories and branch off books and multiple titles and everything. I would have, I, and I've said this, I've actually said this to other friends prior to meeting all you guys who were all involved with, with comics and movies and <laughs> pop culture. It's like, we're, we're never going to see something like this. The attempts that have been done in the past at that time in my life and our lives were movies such as like the original Superman 78, Richard Donner's Virgin, which I still think is one of the most fantastic comic book <laughs> films out there. But never in my mind would I have ever said, man, one day I'm going to see a Batman and Superman movie. One day I'm going to see you know, Aquaman. For the love of God, I never thought someone in orange and green tights swimming and talking to fish would be on a big screen somewhere. <laughs> but that has changed. The, I mean, honestly, even though the movie to me sucked, to see the fact that Batman and Superman had a moment on screen where they fought, that was amazing to me. Hmm. Disappointed. But I'm still amazed that we got to see something like that. The fact that Marvel, now that's, we're talking DC there. Now you take Marvel and Marvel just cranked out 20 films in the last 10 years and kept not just comic book geeks, but their spouses, their better halves, their children, their entire lives have been wrapped around comic books, have sucked in how many billions of dollars of people just going in, pouring that money in there to see this unbelievable entertainment, which we all knew about. When we were kids, reading these things, but never in our wildest dreams thought for a moment I was going to see four Avenger films. Yeah. But I still, and Greg, I think we've had this conversation, still get goosebumps talking about the first time you see the Avengers unite on screen.
1: There's yeah. that moment where it's like...
5: yeah. Jesus they do that they have that circle around the team shot. the, the it's money
1: shot. Great. They circle around the team exactly in New York. You yeah, know, you, you see that in a little comic book
3: and you see the shot that, you know, whoever drew it at the time, but you get that same shot but instead it's it, it's a storyboard. It's basically a comic book is a storyboard. Yeah. You see the the money shot of them and you're like, "Oh, you can only dream about this." You see that happen for the very first time in when when, when did the movie come out in 2012, right? Uh, the first Avengers film. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: 2012, you yeah. And
3: you get that full panoramic shot, that camera swinging around, a 360-degree shot of every single character. I I scream like a little girl when I was watching this, and my, my son <laughs> and my wife are just going, are you okay? It's the same feeling I had when a, a Star Destroyer is flying over the screen for the first time in 1977. Seriously, mm-hmm. there's moments where you never think it's going to happen when you see it happen and somebody did it right. My god, it it's thrilling. It still is thrilling. I'll throw that movie on and I still get that goosebump feeling when I see that.
6: Yeah.
3: So, all right. Well, thanks
1: for that, guys. That yeah. kind of that surprises me a little bit actually coming from you to not to I know we need to move on, but I just want yeah. because for instance with the last Jedi, you with Luke's arc, it was really upsetting to you to see that happen to Luke because you knew the character from before. Yeah. And yet, you. So I'm a little surprised that you're okay with Marvel veering off track as far as it is from what you knew as a child. Let me. Let me.
3: I know we need to move on, but let me just try to tackle that real quick. Uh, My feeling on that is, you have a much more isolated storyline. You have this very uh, distinct story that we've known and didn't know anything else up until 1999, when we finally got the prequels. Mm. We had those three movies. And then we had books and comics and action figures and other fun role-playing type stuff to, to base it off of. But what did we base that off of? We based it off the original trilogy, the, re- the original idea that Lucas put out there. Now, I can go back and I can say this, and maybe you guys want to argue and call me on this, and, I, and I'm fine with that. But my feeling about comics is it's so vast. There's so much story out there. It's not just the Skywalker saga. And all we know is the father, the sister, and the family. And we know what happens to Vader and all this stuff. You're talking hundreds and hundreds of main characters. You put them onto a screen. And seriously, the stories, we all know this from reading these. Greg, Dave, you guys know. I mean, you. how many versions of Spider-Man are out there? How many titles? Uh-huh. How many... You have Avengers, you have West Coast Avengers, you have the Secret Avengers, you have Secret Wars, you have the Infinity Gauntlet, you have these major crossover events. There's no way, again, this is me being the dreaming kid, I would have ever thought they could put something like that on screen. So what they're doing and what we're seeing, and I know we can really nitpick these fine points, they're pulling from the classic books, they're pulling from a reboot of the Marvel Universe, they're talking about, well, shoot even the new spider-man movie oh. that just came out uh into the spider-verse yeah. talks about the idea of the multiverse which dc is tackling in the tv shows but here you have the first time a critically acclaimed animated film is pulling in all these different spider-men or spider characters hmm. and doing a fantastic job from what i hear i haven't seen it yet but I'm more impressed with the fact that they're able to do these and tell these stories, you know, out there for whether it's animated films or a 20 movie arc where we're getting an unbelievable amount of characters from a a comic book series or a comic book company that we've all grown up and loved in some Mm way. Yeah, they're doing a better job than the X-Men series. X-Men's up and down. You get a good movie. You get a bad movie. I know we talked about the last uh, stand, but. You know, Even some of the newer ones aren't as great. Uh, What's the Apocalypse one? Age of Apocalypse Mm. wasn't so hot. But you know what? We're getting those. And I'm hoping they do a little bit better with the next one. And I'm hoping now that Fox is owned by Disney, they start bringing in some of those characters into a bigger Marvel universe. It'd be great to see.
1: All right. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate your opinion on that. And uh, only good stuff to come. Oh, yeah. From the Marvel Universe, and 2019 is going to be a big year for Marvel as well as Star Wars. Um, Guys, let's start to wrap it up a little bit. Couple more stories to touch on here in the Star Wars universe. It's Christmas time, that means presents, and uh, unfortunately, I have some bad news to start off in the in the realm of presents. Uh, Sphero, the company that made that awesome BB-8 toy and that the really one of the best R2D2 toys. I think I've ever seen announced that they are getting out of the Star Wars game hmm. They're no longer making uh, Those toys uh, This is on cir- uh, TheVerge.com Circuit Breakers Thero discontinues its BB-8 R2-D2 and other licensed Disney products Not worth the extreme effort uh, So this is An interesting uh, article A little read here, an insight on the toy uh, The world of toys I have my BB-8. I am so glad I bought one. It's it's fun, but like this article said, you know, I played with it for a few weeks. Every now and then, when I needed a little stress relief, I'd get out the old BB-8, uh, roll them around the living room. But uh, I, I thought that was the porg. Well, that wasn't the stress relief the porg has oh. continued with the stress relief? Yeah, no the problem. Pork will never go away. Never get rid of that thing. No, he won't. He's <laughs> uh, but, uh, and Dave, I think you bought one too. The, the R2D2. Have you guys seen that R2D2? No. I have oh, it's the most realistic one. <sighs> it's yeah. It's, it's, it's,
5: it's, it's, the, the, it's, cool. it's really big too. Isn't it like huge? Uh,
1: no, it's like maybe eight inches tall or so, okay. I think. but it, it leans back. The third wheel comes out. It twips and twerps and yeah, the head spins around and, it's, nice. it's, it's awesome. But there's another article I wanted to cover. This is the best nine gifts for Star Wars fans Nine, Christmas. Yes. So for this, we're, we're going to have to have a little, little music here, guys. All right wrapping it up here. Back to Christmas in the Star Wars oh, with so uh, Variety.com, the nine best year. gifts for Star Wars fans. Uh, number one, The World According to Star Wars. It's a book. Anyone read it? Anyone? No. 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 Cass Sunstein, World According to Star Wars. Number two, <laughs> I'm distracted by the Number two is uh, Star Wars The Complete Saga, episode one through six. Strong gift. But, I mean, what Star Wars fan doesn't have that lighting? Why uh, Star Wars Monopoly is number three. Strong choice. Yes. Uh, Star Wars uh, uh, gift number four Optical Illusion Color Changing. Side table lights. Dave, don't you have one of these? The Millennium Falcon?
4: Dave, like right
1: there. <laughs> I, I love Dave. No, we I don't had... have one of those. I oh. thought you did. The, I'm the sorry. I could I hear you play. over
4: the sound of me slashing my own wrists. <laughs> 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> Gotta have the music playing.
1: Uh, number five Star Wars Millennium Falcon Toolkit. Wow. Pretty yeah. cool. Looks pretty awesome here. I'll put this up here so you can see it. There we go. Um, gift number six, Star Wars R2-D2 coffee press. It's like a French press with the uh, shape like R2.
3: It's a little disturbing where the fluid is coming out right there.
1: <laughs> it is. Looks like it's time. Uh, number seven, Star Wars The Visual Encyclopedia.
3: I have a couple variations of that, as well yeah. as the Star Wars Monopoly. I don't know which one they... Picked. I think they've updated it over the years
1: yep yeah I do too uh, number eight oh, this is a big one Sony PlayStation 4 slim one tetrabyte Star Wars battlefront 2 bundle nice if, yes. mm-hmm. if any of you want to get that for me I happily do. Yeah, well, I take it. And last, didn't you already buy that game? It's uh, not number two, it's right here. Oh, i <laughs> will go to prison to open tonight too. Uh, no, I don't have Battlefront Two. I think you you bought that one, Greg. I did for like uh, ten bucks at discount. Yes. And uh, last but not least, the Star Wars lightsaber string lights. Those are the top. Anyone?
2: Nine. I know. No, no. no. Crap.
1: Yeah. I'm a
5: little disappointed. Not one butt plug on the list yet. A little disappointed. No C three. Star C3PO.
1: Wars three PO butt plug was not on the list. Yeah, uh, you should market that. I'm it shocked. Some, I'm some shocked. Big money with that one.
0: Or the seven inch Darth Invader vibrating. Darth Invader. <laughs> <The> Darth Invader. <laughs> That's strong.
1: Uh, you know who would like that? Bob Iger. There you go. Oh my, Bob Iger. Bob Iger makes his uh, makes his appearance on the Christmas show. All right, time for this. It's the Star Wars tweet of the week. Yeah, really. Curious, because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken.
6: Come to your senses. Well, um, uh,
1: there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> Star Wars Tweety of the Week Christmas Edition. Greg, what do you got for us this week?
5: Oh, happy holidays, everybody. And just, I will, Everybody has a great Christmas, a great new year. Let's all look forward to 2019. New Star Wars, finally. It feels like it's been forever, even though we just had Solo earlier this year. It feels like it's been forever. So... I didn't go with a traditional Star Wars tweet this week. I found somebody that was out there, and he was actually a retweet from Chuck Wendig. And we're all familiar with Chuck Wendig. He wrote a couple of the Star Wars YA novels, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, he wrote the Aftermath novels, right, Dave? Yes. Aftermath. There you go. Yeah. So he retweeted this guy, Matt Wallace. And this one, Twitter is a funny place. Because sometimes it takes you – gotta you got to imagine. This is like a small little – piece of drama right here. It's a conversation between two people. And the title is A Real Convo Happening Somewhere. Dot, dot, dot. Person number one. Oh, my son? He's, in a, he's an organizer. Very dedicated. Devotes all of his time to his cause, you know? Person number two. Wow, what's his cause? Police brutality? Climate change? Back to person number one. Well, no. You see? He really doesn't like the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> You were thinking of me, weren't you? I'm so happy. I was going to say which this conversation happened literally with us
3: tonight.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> you. Uh, you should. You're holding Matt F Wallace on Twitter, folks.
5: He's a, he's a kind of a funny guy. <laughs> Thanks, but it was Matt. a clever tweet. I liked it.
1: All, yeah. right. All right. Well done, Matt. Let's get out of here. <music> David Lee Roth joining the show. (laughs) David, um, so what are you up to? What's uh, making any new music? What's going on in your career? Yeah! All right. (laughs) Oh, David. Well, if you've ever... David Lee Roth on your soundboard or 3PO and not let me forget about it. You can leave a voice message on the old Wretched Hive Christmas special hotline. That's 562 455 4483. That's 562 455 Hive. That's H I B E in case you
4: can't spell Hive. You're goddamn uh, you,
1: right it is. You can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net on Facebook, although I don't recommend it. Facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast.
6: Suck it, Zuckerberg!
1: <laughs> That's, that was a good Lucas. Like uh, you can find us on Twitter at Wretch Hive Pod, on Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Of course, on Podbean. Find people at Podbean, been hosting the show from the very beginning. And uh, you can also find us at Figure 8 Podcast Network. That's figurewithan8.com. Search Wretched Hive on the Apple App Store and download our app for free this week only! Christmas special! Episode 77, as in 1977, is in the books. Guys, final thoughts? We've made it through
5: 2018, guys. We are two years through the Trump presidency right now, and we're (laughs) still alive.
1: Oh, that's the first time we've mentioned the Donald on this show tonight. It's a new record. Yeah, 2018 really interesting year really interesting year really I, fun I had a lot of fun with you guys on, on the show this year for sure yeah
4: some good stuff I am, I am still holding out hope for a trailer before uh, the new year
1: yeah is that gonna land maybe before the show lands on Friday
3: what comes out on Christmas any Disney I don't
1: know Mary oh, Poppins Mary Poppins Pop- Pop- just Pop- came Pop- out yeah well, guys, hopefully we'll get a trailer. Hopefully you'll have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. And whatever holiday you subscribe to, may the Force be with us all. You know, no, always. Christmas bonus and all
6: you atheists too.
1: Merry fucking Christmas to you.
6: <laughs>
1: oh, <it's> so good. <laughs>